Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hello. Hi. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, of course. Audrey, thank you for joining me tonight. I'm so excited to really just pick your brain and chat with you about all things nutrition and fun stuff. So Audrey, can you give us an introduction about where you dance now, but really your, your journey from pre-professional dance life to now? I grew up in New Hampshire, and that's where I got my training. I started dancing in year-round school when I was six, mm. um, but I didn't really... I grew up doing all different forms of dance. So I did ballet, jazz, tap, like the musical theater, the whole shebang. Yes. But like ballet was like once a week, later twice a week. And I went to the types of schools where like ballet wasn't a priority. Mm. So like the majority of the time. Um, and that's not to talk bad about the schools I went to, because I think they're geared towards people that love to dance and that you know, maybe possibly want to pursue a career in dance, but not like a professional ballet career specifically. So I would take like the majority of the time when we did have ballet class, it was like, oh, they'd use it as a time slot to rehearse a ballet dance. And so I wouldn't really get better. But I started going to summer intensives when I was 13. And I went to Dance Theater of Harlem, um, Ellison Ballet. American Ballet Theater, and the Washington School of Ballet summer programs. So, and after that, like the Washington School of Ballet, they invited me to stay for the year. And that's sort of, that started and ended my pre-professional ballet training because I was in the Washington School of Ballet for two years. The first year I was in their professional training program in the second year their trainee program um which was separated from the ptp i think now is a little bit different it's sort of like meshed into one but at the mm -hmm. time trainee was almost like its own entity so it's sort of like it sort of felt like an uh an unpaid internship for the company mm -hmm. and now i've been in the studio company for a few years awesome so you started you trained there over the summer and then you really shifted you know into your professional career also at the Washington Ballet so had a lot of exposure to different types of techniques because you studied at ABT summer intensive you studied with Ellison you studied at um, 
Dance Theater of Harlem. And then of course you landed at the Washington Valley. So I'm kind of curious just to hear about your experience at these different schools with their varying techniques and then how, what, how it came about that you kind of landed over at Washington. Dance Theater of Harlem. I, I, I can't, it's been so long since I was there. I was there from the age of 13 to 15. So I went there for three summers in a row. Mm -hmm. And at the time before then, I had no exposure or experience of what a professional ballet company was. Like I had never heard of like people going to ballet schools like Boston Ballet or anything like that. Like I didn't even know what that was. Like I didn't even know what professional like ballet dancers looked like and like styles and all that mm. so I kind of went into dance theater of Harlem like just learning and that and for three summers I was like the only thing I knew um looking back I think it was a little definitely Balanchine um a lot of the teachers like the one one teacher specifically danced at New York City Ballet for a while. And I guess it makes sense because the founder was a principal. Arthur Mitchell was a principal at New York City Ballet sure. for a while. Sure. So that was, I guess it was sort of balancing to look back. But like, it's probably a mix. I don't really remember that well. Um, Ellison was definitely Vaganova. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really good for me because it was so like structured and I feel like that sort of helped my training in a different way and then ABT I guess was just their like ABT curriculum style I don't know like ABT style and then um the Washington Ballet now when I first got into the school of Washington Ballet they had teachers with like really like varying styles like we'd have one teacher that was just pure balancing like point shoes at the bar like <laughs> everything like super balancing like the counts and all that and then the next day we'd have another teacher that was strictly Vaganova mm -hmm. you know and so I think that was that was cool for us because we were exposed to so many different types of teachers. Um, but now now it's different. We don't have those teachers anymore. But I feel like um, the school into yeah more more so the school. It's like they have like a specific like style of teaching now. Like even when other teachers come in, it's like it's not like one or the other like extremes right. mm -hmm. but i appreciate i appreciate both of them but that's sort of um that's sort of like what i was taught so i think for a while um taking class even now like sometimes it'll be like more so balancing and then another class i'm like i'm feeling a little vaganova today <laughs> it's like but like i think in molding into a professional it's like you kind of figure out what works for you yeah all of this time where you are from what it sounds like really just broadening your 
you're learning in regards to the techniques you're learning and everything. Um, when did you start to make a connection between food and your performance? Like how I was doing my body is impacting my work in the studio. Definitely when I was a teenager. I feel like that's a tough time for everybody. Yes, so um, many changes are happening at one time. Yeah, I grew up on a farm, okay. and so we ate meat. Like, we would see animals, and then it would be on our plate, which is fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> which is fine, like, you know, I don't judge, but I've been a vegetarian for about six years, I think. Um, and so when I was a teenager, I started to feel like I don't want to eat meat anymore. I don't, I, that didn't really have anything to do with dance, but it does affect it because if you're, if your parents cook mostly food and then you're like, oh, I don't want to eat like that anymore. Yeah. I think it can, it's like, okay, you have to figure out a way to get your protein and such. Oh yeah. Um, but in terms of like fueling my body, like knowing like this will help me for dance. I don't know. I think as a teenager, I really didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I was so dependent. Like, a lot of people are so dependent on their parents to, like, give them food and stuff. I literally just, like, ate whatever. I think it was when I would go to summer programs and I'd get, like, especially for someone that didn't do ballet that much, to be like, oh, now you're doing, like, technique, rep, variations whatever for like seven eight hours a day during the summer it really wore me out and I didn't really understand at first like why I just felt so depleted yeah um then I got into when I got into the year-round school at 18 but I started to realize oh like this you know especially if you're a vegetarian a lot of dancers definitely struggle at that same point in regard to going off themselves and then not having not being under the wing of their parents who are perhaps spending more time planning their meals and their snacks um, and one thing that a lot of dancers will experience is say like oh hey I have to start planning ahead too and you know packing some emergency snacks and making sure that I have balance balance is a huge one and not just being about protein but also carbs and fat and are my meals and yeah. snacks incorporating these various components where you know when you're at home and your parents are in charge of that it's a lot easier you go off on your own you're kind of hit with that that experience that you explained of feeling drained after seven hours of training and realizing that hey what can I do now? What can I add to my plate that's that's going to help me? But Audrey, one thing I really want to ask you about, because a lot of dancers, the younger dancers that I've worked with will experience this challenge. You grew up on a farm. You grew up where mm. your family very much eats meat. You then became a vegetarian. And that was a decision that you made for, you know, whatever reason it might be. Um, I want to hear about how that went in regards to your decision making and becoming a vegetarian and how the transition to you now executing being a vegetarian it must have been quite challenging I'll be honest I'm not the best cook <laughs> <laughs> like my roommate can attest to this literally like my first actually my first year here I wasn't a vegetarian yet because my mom she got me this package of turkey burgers mm. and I would 
put some vegetable oil on the pan, put the turkey burger on, and, like, turn it on. And literally, like, two or three times, the whole pan went up in flames. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, ah! <laughs> and, like, the first time my roommate was like, what? But then she got used to it. <laughs> she was like, oh, she's just, uh, she's just trying. So then for a while, I was like, oh, I'm not going to cook. And I think that was difficult when you're not used to cooking your own food. I found that what helps is, like... Some like a lot of times I will go to the store and buy like a prepackaged meal like that they freshly make in that section. And I'll look at it and be like, okay, I can make this myself next time. In today's day, it's not difficult to like execute a plant-based diet because there are so many plant-based alternatives to common foods we like. You know what I mean? Like there are um, obviously alternatives to like burgers how did your family handle you being a vegetarian they didn't really care okay i think um they were just kind of like okay like figure out like what you need like they weren't offended or anything okay I guess. i'm sure you would agree that having some bit of nutrition education would have been super helpful for you at that time yeah for sure my sister likes to cook mm. and um my mom would always be like hey audrey like you want to help me cook this tonight and i'll be like i'll work outside but i don't want to help cook like the resources were there and you know a lot of dancers though i have to say don't end up having the time that they need to actually get in the kitchen and experiment with a zillion recipes. Um, I obviously, obviously when the time is there and when it's feasible, you know, it is something I like to recommend to dancers when they can do it, if they like it, believe it or not, I'm a dietitian and I don't love cooking. I actually don't find it doesn't relax me. It's not like a stress free (laughs) thing for me. Um, I do like experimenting though. I like experimenting with recipes and things like that. But my point is, is that, a lot of dancers have fears when it comes to like packaged foods and even processed foods. And I think that it's important to realize that there's, there shouldn't be fear around these foods because it's very common and practical that dancers are going to have to rely on these certain foods. Like I think it was an awesome example with you saying that you went and you get like some type of, you know, meal from the supermarket and kind of take that even as inspiration for what you might want to make on your own or might not even make on your own, but perhaps just, you know, being able to go and enjoy that meal that you didn't create. That's something that a lot of dancers need to hear in regards to it's okay. Yeah. Also, also, that's that's stress, you know, because I used I used to think that, too, because there was a point where I ate like extremely, extremely, extremely healthy. And so I would look and I'd be like, oh, I can't like buy this from the frozen section when in reality it was like, that's not going to hurt you. But if you stress out, the stress will affect you, you know? You can be too healthy. Like, there is such a thing as being, quote-unquote, eating too healthy to the point where it becomes an unhealthy obsession. And that's the behaviors that we want. That's the behaviors that we want to avoid because the risks of 
being feeling very stressed and feeling having a lot of anxiety around food outweigh any potential pros that you might be trying to aim for with that quote unquote obsessively healthy diet. Audrey, I'm curious to hear from you. A lot of dancers tend to hyper focus when it comes to their training. This is just common, especially for ballet, where it's kind of ingrained into us. But how do you stay yeah. grounded? How do you stay balanced in your life? I try not to take it too seriously. And I kind of had this experience today. We had a rehearsal and um, I'm learning a role and it didn't go that well, but I'm like, you know what? Like this is a, it's, it's rehearsal. Like that's why you rehearse, but B it's like, like, this is life and you can't let this little thing affect you. And someone also, someone told this to me the other day that ballet is just ballet. And at first I was like, ballet is my whole life. Like, what are you talking about? Like ballet is my soul. Like you can't just say it's just ballet, mm -hmm. but that's not the point that they were trying to make. But yeah, just like enjoying yourself, not constantly like, like being fully like ingrained in ballet 24 seven. It's like, it's like when you listen to music, I love classical music, but I don't listen to classical music 24 seven you know and like ballet i feel like for those who love it ballet doesn't feel like work but sometimes it can't like the rehearsal process or whatever can affect you and and you can't take it to heart and be like oh my gosh like i have to like kill myself every single day to feel like i'm working hard and whatever because it's not worth it and most likely it'll do the reverse like when um, back in, I think it was January, I strained my calf and I was so stressed. Like that was like the most stressful thing ever. I was trying to do like everything I could and then it tore and I wasn't able to perform Swan Lake. And I think a part of that was because overuse, obviously, but also I was just so stressed that it was affecting my body. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's literally not worth it. If you have a birthday cake during the weekend, it doesn't matter. And it's good, good for your mind anyway, because you're having fun and you're having a good time. Like go out with friends or make friends. If you don't have any, put yourself out there. You know, if you don't have any friends, go to the park, go on a scooter, like do, do what you want to do to make you happy. Like, you, you know, Yes, absolutely. And especially when it comes to food being a social experience and just being an experience. And like you said, you know, having birthday cake and enjoying it with friends and being too stressed out over something like ballet can have the negative effect, just like you suggested, you know, um, it can lead to burnout. And that's what we don't want for yeah. when it starts to feel like it's not fun. That is a huge sign, a huge sign that it might be yeah. time to take two steps back so that you can eventually like reignite that passion, 
take steps forward. Um, and I think that's a really important point for a lot of dancers to hear because it, it is so easy for us to take it very seriously and we should be taking it seriously. It's, um, you know, it does, it requires a ton of drive and motivation and we don't ever want to take that away from ballet. But at the end of the day, we just also want to make, make sure that we're sustaining our mental health just as much as we're sustaining our physical health. Yeah, another another example of that is in the studio if like sometimes and i understand it's a long work day for a lot of professionals um but constantly talking negative sometimes i'll be thinking i'm like do these people really want to dance you know what i'm saying and you kind of have to self-analyze even even i do sometimes it's like okay, yes, it was a tough time. And that doesn't mean you can't complain because it is healthy to talk it out to people. But it's it's the balance of positive and negative and what, you know, you're putting out there. Sure. And so I think that comes with a lot of, I guess, like self, yeah, self-analyzing or discovery too of like, why am I here? Yeah, and what can what can I do to feel better about being here? It's totally fine to have your feelings and to feel upset and to feel stressed out, yeah. to feel uh, whatever it might be in the studio because it is a long day and it is really hard. Um, but we want to think about why we're feeling that and what can we do? Is there something that we can do to help to maybe feel better, whether it's going out with friends or like you said, like bringing back that balance, which leads me into my final question for you. How would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? Having a balanced life. Mm -hmm. I'm a dancer. And a lot of people say like dance is like first and foremost, but really first and foremost is you as a person. And if you're a healthy person, you're a healthy dancer. Absolutely. And like you said before, making sure you're making time and room for all those other experiences so that it can define who you are as a person. And ballet is really just a fraction of that. It's a big fraction, but it's still just a fraction of it. And that's something important for all the younger dancers listening to hear. So thank you, Audrey. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. This was such a fabulous talk. Thank you for having me. Of 